previously on the pod called quest if you're really looking for Telemazar, he hasn't been to meetings in like three, four months. The rumor is he's like held up in his house. All right, I think we head to his house. Damn it, let's just go for it. You can see emblazoned on the gate is that emblem of the Red Dahlia with the three sparks at the center of it. We have a very urgent message for Tyros Telemazar. Is this his residence? Tell him to go away. Are you one of them? No, we're here to help. We are fighting them. I don't even know you people. How am I supposed to trust that you're not one of them? Were those monsters as diplomatic? as us. They are whatever they need to be. Is there some notes you can offer us for the things you were doing? So you guys begin to descend these stairs and the further into this very dark stairwell you guys get, the more horrible the smell gets. There are dead bodies strewn about. There are just papers and books everywhere. A huge portion of this room on the far wall has just been scorched and you can see the scorch marks resemble a doorway. Lying in the center of the room is a shriveled and gaunt Dagos Telemazar. Eventually you guys do gather up a set of notes that do look legible. We were able to harness the rift, and it seems to lead to some sort of dimensional polarity. Batiste continues to garner more followers. Poor adults dedicating themselves to a lie. No Westerner will ever scoff at a Telemazar again. The time is dying, the hour is late. To our once and future prosperity, all hail the Fisher King. All right, everybody, welcome to episode 27 of the pod called Quest. As per usual, I am your friendly neighborhood game master, Josh. And I'm Stephanie. I'm Shane. I'm Foz. I'm Laura. And I'm David. Last night, I played uh, D&D with uh, Max and the group. Uh, we did a one-off with level 20 characters. What? And it was Ooh. the sickest shit ever. That sounds so <laughs> fun. That sounds so fun. I've it, never played a level 20 character. It's the second time we've done it uh, with the same characters. He, it's really cool. He's making like, a, um, he has some consistent campaigns that started at level one and now they're like higher levels now, but this is just one we've done twice as level 20 characters that he plays with other people. And um <laughs> All of the stuff's canon in his world. So like it all affects each other. And eventually his plan is to like have his main group get to like a high level. And then we all do like one epic battle together. <gasps> nice. Wow. That would be so fun. Like PVP? No, like we're fighting a, a war. Like and Battle Royale? Side. Oh, sick. Uh, yeah. That's really cool. Awesome. The, awesome. the PVP thing would be cool though too. PVP can be very fun and also very not fun. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, so that's it, a dangerous business. But it was like <laughs> rocket tag, man. Like one hit. So it was like, all right, I'm dying. Like everything. Damn. Everybody gets so hard at yeah, just wait till you guys get to a few more levels in Pathfinder. That's every fight. Yeah. yeah. Like oh level 12 and up is just literal rocket tech. Yep. So. I remember there was one day we were like bored and me, oh, yeah. David, Foz, and Shane all like battled our characters yeah, against right. each other. That was bad. It was really stupid. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of fun, but it was like, wow, this sucks. That was at like level five. So obviously yeah. like Orin won. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. a bunch of hit points, high AC and stuff. I've made all of our characters fight each other in Soul Calibur. <laughs> I love yeah, that. Um, Laura uh, and I, <laughs> when we bought a PS4 finally last year, we got the new Soul Calibur and built all of the characters. And yeah. Yeah. 
And in Soul Calibur, I don't know if, I can't remember if it was this way in the old ones, but in six, you can just have them fight each other, like tournament style, like just the computer fighting the computer, like you don't even have to do anything. So I just set up all of our characters to fight tournament style against each other to see who would win. <laughs> and of course it was Orin. But in the what? end- I thought you won. You won. No, it was Isla versus Orin and Orin won. Oh, oh that's oh, right. Crap. Yeah, but I, I got to the very end, but then Orin beat me. Mm-hmm. Okay. To, to be fair, Percy didn't have a firearm. He was he using yeah. Well, he did. It was <laughs> honest person. <laughs> he did. <laughs> Yeah, but it's not there are no uh, yeah. firearms in Soul Calibur, so you sorry. Sad. I have so much fun playing games like that where you can make the computer fight itself. Uh, my roommate had this WWE game, one of the new new ones, and we would just, new, new. we would just make characters and then watch them fight like we're watching real <laughs> wrestling. Like, yeah, go yeah. <laughs> it was so lame. Like, hilarious. But anyways, anyways, I mean, last session, guys, that was a goodie. What a dude, man. I can't get over it. Every oh my God. Stephanie started taking notes during the episode and hasn't left our house since. <laughs> She's been <laughs> writing notes days. and theories and stuff ever since. I can't All get her week. to leave. She hasn't showered. I, I'm now on 12 pages of notes. Oh my God. I, I am recapping everything that we've experienced pre-podcast, post-podcast, all up until now. I have not finished taking notes though. So who knows how many pages we'll finish at. I have a ways to go, guys. I'm honestly really glad you're doing this because I feel like I have forgotten so many little random things along the way. I wouldn't even say that like there are moments where I forget to jot small things down so I can only imagine all the things, the small little things that Josh has dropped in that I didn't happen to write down that have completely left my memory. Because there's things from when we were traveling from Ardwindor to Carthar, things that happened along our journey that are super relevant to what's happening right now that I'd completely forgotten about. Things that we found under the ocean that were like small little hints. Yeah. And it's like, oh my God, I forgot that we found that. I forgot that we saw that. I forgot that, you know. Totally. So it's been really cool to review all of that stuff because while has it, you know, set off any light bulbs and, you know, made me figure anything out? No, but it it is really, those are extra dots that I feel like are important for me to connect at some point. So I'm glad that I've kind of captured those. And it helps all of us. Honestly, it's great. And there's a few things that I have major questions about from all these notes that we found. And, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. good for me to jot down and try and collect as much information as I can about what I have here, but also what we found in the past and see how that ties into it. Get totally. me a little bit closer to finding some answers. Nah. Um, okay. Oh, shut up. All right. So, I mean, last week, I mean, you guys uh, met up with Tyros Telemazar. You found out he's kind of he's slipping a little bit. Um, Just a bit. Rightfully so. Yeah. And through some apt usage of your tiny goblin rogue, very easily gained access uh, to um, this hidden area. Uh, that wasn't a gimme. I'm just saying that wasn't a gimme. Wasn't necessarily going to just let you guys go back there. But yeah, with perception checks and, and scoping out the property and that decision, of course, Skelly's going to find his way around. Of course. Mm-hmm. Good call, so, Shane. Very good call, Shane. Nice. Yeah. Could have been more difficult and could have gotten less out of that. Good but job, you Shane. guys delved down into this strange underground laboratory a lot of like more questions a lot more questions being brought up Mm -hmm. um and you guys found some scraps of notes kind of strewn about and were able to pull together kind of a handful of different uh, interesting tidbits that seemed relevant and at the end there seems to be some kind of mention of the court of the fisher king there's a for the listeners i don't know how much we've really talked about the court of the fisher king it's been brought up a couple times it's like in episode zero as well as maybe a few times it's come up does anybody want to like give uh listeners some insight into like the relevancy of what this is so that we're you know not having people be totally lost because they came in halfway through our campaign Sure. Uh, The Court of the Fisher King was a name that first uh, came up when we were in, uh, I think we were in Rigel, 
Yeah. And we were investigating claims of a hag in an abandoned asylum. Yeah, it was dis- there were disappearances happening. I don't know if you guys knew about exactly what was going on, but yeah. there were disappearances happening and you guys are getting involved. So we make mm-hmm. our way there. We find the hag, kill said hag. We find a letter in the hag's lab where they're apparently distilling the aether or blood that they used to make the aether, I think, if I'm getting that wrong. There is some kind of blood component, some sort of blood component to it, yes. Uh, they were working with certain people to distribute and transport ingredients. And one of the names on one of the notes was the Court of the Fisher King. That's who the hags associate with, I believe. Am I getting that wrong? Yeah, I mean, to to not just so we don't end up recapping the, the seven or eight levels before the show. Uh, yeah, they were the hags were associated with the courts. Um, the court, as you guys kind of found out uh, over time, was it's essentially like you guys have gotten the gist. It's like a some kind of secret cabal. It's a set of people that are kind of working in the background of things. Um, the closest analog in a lot of sense, like it's kind of like the Illuminati, um, probably just not necessarily maybe as grand scale. And, you know, in this world, it's real. And, um, <laughs> oh, no, um, Foss is me and Foss are like fuming right, right now. Triggered. Um, <laughs> as, I, as I sit here with, with Fosmeyer wearing his a sweater that just says flat earth on it. <laughs> it's a joke. I, he knows the earth is spherical. But yeah. Uh, oh, God. Don't even start with that. <laughs> but um, to kind of, you know, bring things into perspective is the, the court was involved with the Dreadlord, involved with those hags. Um, the court actually were the ones who infiltrated the ranks of the Rune Wardens and were basically responsible for their destruction. The interesting thing that everybody learned is that Isil and Alarin, Alarin being the leader of the Rune Wardens, were members of the court. Yeah, whatever that, that means. That However, that can, you know, <laughs> mix with what they've been doing and who these people are. I think from what you guys have kind of uncovered, it seems like the, the courts of the Fisher King is kind of bent on somehow bringing Aridin back, the mm-hmm. dead god Aridin. Um, the Fisher King being a, a name for him. So, I mean, and Stephanie and I were talking about this after everybody left um, when we recorded the last session, but we have obviously seen that there are uh, two different sects or two different... Uh, there's a split division in the Stygian Dirge. Um, mm-hmm. And in my opinion, the Court of the Fisher King is kind of the, the actual group that is is infiltrating um the telemazars and and wanting to bring obviously the the dead mm-hmm. god back yeah the note suggests that um the you know rest the stygian dirge they're they're gaining followers almost as a cover and right it's all based on a lie so or or uh he's using it Vitize is using it for power whatever, whatever sure, the case may whatever. be um but it's just yeah that note is crazy there's a lot in here. I'm still trying to delve in. There's some wild stuff about like, and we kind of brushed over it because it was the first paragraph and a lot else came up, but the whole like talking about the void, that place that we went to and how it was, they were able to harness the rift that had ruptured after something. And that's what led to the void. So like, I'm curious, like, what is that? Yeah. What, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what happened that, you know, created this rift that allowed them to, I don't know. Uh, I will post the note on Patreon once this episode releases. Yeah, that's a good idea. Cool. Yeah, I'm down with that. Um, I also was going to say it's interesting because now we have, I mean, now we realize the Stygian Dirge and the Court of the Fisher King are like on the same side looking for the same type of thing, sort sort of a thing. But um, we've met characters, both good and bad, or, you know, it's not that black and white, but you know what I mean, that have 
been for it and against it. It's not like it's like all the villainy characters are part of the court and all of the good characters aren't. Like it's really like kind of confusing because those two vigilante characters we met in Rigel, which I love, but I don't think we've ever talked about them on the like podcast. I like that's ever come up. Yeah, Rigel has its has a superhero duo. And they're amazing. I they're love the them. Best. We do love them. They're great. But we brought up the court to them at some point and they were like, do not mess with that shit. Like, get out of that now. Like, do not even mess with that. And they were so like, no. And then we see er- er- uh, Alleran and he's like part of it. And he's a good guy. And uh, so we think. Apparently ISIL is a part ISIL. of it too. We're like, wait, what? Like, it's just so, com- like, there's no, like, it's not black and white. It's well, very gray. The thing is, the weird thing to me is like, Alarin like openly worshipped Aridin, and he that's a rare thing. Um but mm-hmm. I well, yeah, because did. like do you no one receives spells from Aridin anymore. Like people just believe that he's dead. Alarin right. did. Yeah, Alarin did one hundred percent believe that Aridin was dead, but Alarin also got powers from him. Yeah. Somehow. Hell. Uh, but but Crazy. I is if he's in the court, that doesn't make any sense because he worships Aaron. As far as we know. Just because people think that bringing back yeah. the God of humanity would be a good thing doesn't mean they couldn't venerate other gods. That's true. And I, I know people I mean, can worship more than one God, but like, it's still weird that you never mentioned the, it. If some of the stuff that we've learned earlier is true in that the God that equates to Serenary here in Carthar, Atar, I mean, if if Atar was truly a lover to Adromalek, aka Eridin, then like they could be connected in some Who way. Who said Adromalek was Eridin? Did I get those that wrong? Well, we we theorized about it because of how uh, in this continent the the gods are have different names. Yeah, it, obviously Shane has pointed out to us that they have very different qualities. Sure. But, I will also say, um, just so everybody remembers, Aridin was once a a a person, just like Caden Kalian, mm. so hasn't existed for forever. I see. Um, I don't know if that would match up with some of the stuff the Dalians were into. They mm. were into. Like the o- the OG like creators of everything. Capital so, G. Aridin was he is not a creator, he is a creature. Got he it. was just deified. I think that was so, an assumption that I yeah. made because of the equivalence, and that was probably wrong. We were talking about only it last because week. only because the court of the Fisher King is trying to bring back this god, but then the Stygian Dirge is trying to bring back a Dramalek. So right. I just assume they were the same. But you are I mean, right. But you are right about the whole like lovers thing. So yeah. maybe, you know, there is some equivalence in some way. Maybe they're not the exact same person, but they're mirrored in some way. Right. Yeah. You could have been a, you know, reincarnation if that's a thing. As the a child thing. of the. <gasps> wow. Of the gods. Anyways, we're doing a lot of speculating, but maybe we should just pick up where we left off. I think that's a great idea. You guys find yourselves still inside this underground laboratory. All of you have kind of just finished going through these small scraps of notes you were able to read and gather some information from. What do you guys do? I imagine we're all just staring at this. Well, Salai, I think, probably read it out loud. So we're all just kind of staring blankly like, what did we just hear? The Fisher King? What? Haven't heard that name in a while. Tyros knew the whole time. Tyros, we need to go talk to him. We need more answers. There's so much that's missing here. It it doesn't all make sense. Maybe he knows. Hopefully he'll tell us. I think we should go talk to him. Don't count on anything. He's very broken. That's true. But maybe his want for, not revenge, but justice will lead him to speak to us. He seems beyond justice. A points to all of the dead. Do we just leave them down here? They're not ours to do anything with. I mean, Dagos is right there. It's not Dagos anymore. I guess this is the tomb then. This is Tyros' estate. I don't think it's our place to do anything about it. Doesn't seem to serve a purpose anymore. I mean, look at this place. That contraption over there, it's destroyed. Not 
I don't know. I don't know what else we could do. We got all the information we needed out of this place, I think, as disturbing as it was. But I think the best thing we can do now is try to get as many answers out of Tyrus as we can. I agree. Does anyone have knowledge nature? I do. Foz and Laura and Percy. Roll that, please. Oh, man. That was a whopping nine. Knowledge of nature. 23 for Percy. So, Percy, as you guys kind of all turn away to kind of walk back out of here, you kind of take like a last glance at this like contraption and you're kind of glancing around the room at some of the various just contraptions and you look at the alchemy lab and you look at a couple other different things and you eventually your eyes fall on the astrolabe and you kind of look at it and you're like, it's a cool little device. It'd be really sick if like we could take it. And you look at it for a minute and something kind of catches your eye about it and you walk over and you can see it's... As astrolabes are, it's like a a kind of a model of like basically the solar system. And you can see the way it is currently set up. Most times when these are set up, like it's not necessarily on a specific time. And to anyone else, probably would just get breezed over of it just being like on a set day, the way the sun and everything is kind of set up in alignments and everything with uh, Meridian. But you notice it happens to catch your eye. This is actually set to a very specific day. With your knowledge, all you can tell is that it is the winter solstice, but you can tell the planets are aligned in a very unique pattern. You just don't know what that means. Oh, shit. Guys, this this system, it's set to a specific time in the near future. How near? I mean, it looks like sometime around the winter solstice. How can you tell it's the future? Does this thing say it is in the past or... I mean... This is true. I can't tell specifically what year, but it's around that time. So then perhaps the past winter solstice. Yeah, all you know from what you noticed is that like where the sun and meridian and the moon and everything are aligned up, uh, you know that it is the solstice. You don't know which one it is. Like if it was 10 years ago, 100 years ago, if it's 10 years in the future, you're not sure. I don't think it would be the past one because that would be like a really fucking pain in the ass roundabout way of doing a calendar. Like every day you go and move every planet. Like that it moves on its own. Astrolabe, does it not? I don't think so. Uh, I mean, it could if it was made to do that. Sly, this rings a bell. Can you can you hand me those notes real quick? Sure. It talks about, here it is, a rite of passage in this specific note. It says it's all muddled, but detailed detailed accounts of something centered around a specific place in time. It just, it's almost too, I don't know. That day is coming up really soon. It is. There's a, wo- a couple words here. It says, we have grown fortunate as something grows near. I can't, I can't read what it is, but it just makes me hopeful that this is maybe a clue that could help us. Whatever it is that's going to happen, do you think it's a good thing? I think whatever's going to happen must be happening at the Dolly Necropolis. And I think it only makes our timetable more pressing. And I doubt it's a good thing. Yes, look around. Let's go talk to Tyros right now. Isla turns on her heel to walk. Yeah, you guys would know the date today is December 11th. Oh, shit. That's really close. Ah! And so the winter solstice is in like... Ten days. Nine days. Oh, yeah. Uh, you would know the winter solstice this year with your nature roll happens on the 22nd. 11 oh. days. Oh, my gosh. Okay. We walk back up. We run. We run. Okay. So you guys are going to go back upstairs? Yes. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you guys uh, ascend the stairs again. You go up the couple levels, um, and you get to that landing that you initially came in, where the door is, and it's just a flat wall. What do you guys do? Is it closed? It's closed. Yeah. Why is it closed? You guys closed it behind you. Oh, I don't remember that. We just knocked. We knocked really hard. Help! Uh, as soon as you push on it, the door opens. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. As soon as as soon as you like go to knock on it, it like swings open very easily from this side. Percy has some PTSD real quick. <laughs> Freaked out. <laughs> All right, so we walk out the door, and I think we go back into the estate. Is Skelly still there? Yeah, Skelly is asleep in a chair. What a Aww. jerk. Skelly, yeah. wake up. Uh, what? Oh, oh. Close the door. It smells bad. We're going back to talk to Tyros. Come on. Okay. Anything good? Uh, I wouldn't say good. We'll fill you in later. We got, we got to talk to him real quick. Definitely interesting. All right. So you guys head back into the house. You guys go through the back door. And you guys can see sitting in the parlor area where you were before, Tyros, his head is in his hands and he's just kind of wringing his fingers through his hair. It's just all disheveled and he's unshaven. He has that much of a beard because he is an elf, but he has like a little bit of a beard just grown out because he just hasn't shaved or probably washed in a long time. And he's just, he doesn't even look up to you guys when you guys make noise as you, as you come in. Like he's just sitting there just kind of wringing his hair out, just like losing it. Um... I'm going to say Isla goes to sit near him. Not like she doesn't want to crowd him, but she sits down near him to kind of get more on his level. As soon as he does like notice, like you guys come into the room, there is a bit of him where he kind of jumps. He seems a little skittish, but he kind of settles a little bit and he doesn't, he doesn't say anything. He just kind of is kind of his eyes darting back and forth between each of you and like kind of avoiding making anything more than a bit of fleeting eye contact. We can tell why you were skeptical of what they were doing down there. What exactly happened? Tyros, we know about the experiments, but what happened down there? What specifically do you mean? That caused all of them to end up the way they did. And he takes a deep breath. We discovered this rift very much by accident. In fact, it had nothing to do with any of the research we were doing. It was sort of a, I don't know, a pet project my brother and I had. And at first, uh, it was, it was nothing more than a, a vacuum. It was a place to dispose of things that were no longer necessary. Dagos, he started becoming a bit obsessed. He wanted to know if there was anything else we could get out of this strange plane, and against my better judgment, he led many expeditions into it. And eventually, they did find something. Writings, um, old Dalian lexicons, uh, nearly illegible, but... There was nothing I was interested in or excited about. I mean, so much of what we found was already known. But Dagos became increasingly obsessed with going back through the rift. I didn't want to do it anymore. I thought it was dangerous. I wanted to shut the machine off and never go back. I, I, I thought it was stupid we were there in the first place, but he did it anyways. I'm the younger brother, so don't get listened to all the time. Most times... When it came to the rift, we were always going there. We were sending things there and discarding people. We are always bringing things with us. But the last time, I think we brought something back. Something came back with us. I don't know what it was. I don't know what it is. If I even attempted to picture it in my mind or put it into words... I don't think my mind would be long for this world. Why would you need to dispose of people? Their continued existence was an inconvenience to the cause. 
Um, I have a question for you. Why was your brother so obsessed with these Dolian writings? I mean, we could tell that the Dolians talked about a specific time and place, and the solar system was set up in a way that points to some time around the winter solstice. What do you know about this? I know very little about what Dagos was planning. I was not in support the things he was thinking to do, and so we were not on the best of terms before he passed. I I don't have many answers on this front. Well, then what about Batista? What type of role does he have to play in all this? Don't get involved with the gnome. Is he... Just don't. They are very dangerous. If you are all seeking to defeat the dirge, if you think that is a threat, what they are is far more powerful. The dirge is a mask for them. Just a guise. Are you talking about the court of the Fisher King? You watch, you see like he, his shoulders kind of like move forward and he kind of puts his arms around himself and he's just, I don't, don't, don't talk about them here. Don't talk about them. This is not... Say their name again. I will ask you all to leave, please. It's all right. We won't mention them again. We just want to know how Batiste is involved. Is he their leader? There is no leader. Their power is in their numbers and in their invisibility. Do not challenge them. What was the initial research you were doing when you stumbled upon this portal? We were researching how to transmute the human form to heighten its physical and mental abilities beyond that which has been done before and permanently. Getting two souls in one body? That was something Dagos was looking into. I never understood what it was truly for, but... I see. We saw in some notes down there that the last journey into the rift that you took was... I didn't go. I've never been there. I never will go through. Ever. Then the one that he went on, it was supposed to be the last one before... It was. Said that once more was all that they would need. Do you know for what? They were just looking for more evidence of what the Dalians were doing. I don't... I, I don't know if it was hyperbolic or whatnot, but I, like I said, I wasn't speaking to Lagos by the end. Should we flee the city? We have come into contact with Batiste, and... You see, it's like his face goes like grave. He he knows you? He knows you're here? Yes, he, we confronted him momentarily. Why would you do that? Why, he stands up, he's like, why would you do that? Why would, why would you do that? And he's just like repeating it. Why would you do this? Saying it over and over and over again. Just Tyros. Like, Tyros. We went to the opera house to see his new play. That is all. You you all need to leave. It is not it's not safe. I need to pack my things and go. You, you need to get out of my house. Get out. Get out of my house. And he's just like yelling and screaming. All right. All right. We will. We didn't confront him about anything we've discussed with you, just so you know. Just about his opera. He has no idea what we're looking into. So don't worry about that. We don't know what he knows. We need to leave this city now. We do. We're going to get out of your hair. I just don't think you're in as much danger as you think you are. Either way, though, you should be cautious. You being here, he will kill me. He will tear me limb from limb and keep me alive while doing it. You do not know who you are dealing with. The dirge, even whatever this new fangled group of them is that are 
following whatever strange thing that's living in my brother's skin. They pale in comparison to these people. You know not what you deal with. Tyros, before we leave, did you meet any of the people that were in the cells down in the basement? Yes, what does that have to do with any of this? Well, if what you say is true, then I hope he does rip you limb from limb because our friend Bryla that we met... His name does not ring a bell to me. She was one of the prisoners in that cell downstairs. It sounds to me like you weren't really involved with that. Is that right, Tyros? That was more your brother's doing. Against my better judgment, and when I was a much more naive and young elf, and I suppose he just like flops back down onto like an ottoman, even to this day, because there's no washing your hands of this. The Tolomazars have been members of the court since its founding. But not you? I am a Tolomazar. Sounds to me like you don't want anything to do with this. Not anymore. Well, we all make mistakes. I'm sorry that yours was so grand. Tyros, you genuinely seem like a good person to me. And so I advise you to get out of here. And to keep yourself safe. And to not breathe a word of this conversation. There's no one to tell. There's no one to talk to. Batiste's reach is quite long. I don't anticipate getting out of the city alive. What if you came with us? We could protect you. I don't know you. And I'm not getting myself involved with what is happening anymore. You all need to think about what you're doing and know the consequences. I know the consequences. I just don't give a shit. If you try to stand up to the court, they will kill you and everyone you've ever met. I understand. We're planning on leaving the city alive. And if you want to leave the city alive too, I thought maybe we could help. I've lived a long life. I'm fine with it being over. My brother is gone. My parents have been dead for a century. All I have left is my regret. Well, then may you live to pay penance. Just go. Try not to die. Thank you for your help. I know you don't know us, but rest assured, we're the ones who are going to stop these people. I know you may not believe it, but we do. And that's enough. I've been where you've been, feeling lost like you don't have anyone left, like everyone's dead around you and nothing matters anymore. The regret, the grief. I turned it around and used it. I think you can too, but that's your choice to make. For now, we will leave you be. Can I have everybody roll a perception check? That's not good. Crap. So I got 12. Warren got a 27 and Skelly got a 20. 25 for Percy. 16 for Isla. 17 for A. Oren and Percy, uh, you guys are sitting here kind of watching Tyros just... He actually looks a lot calmer than he did um, just a little while ago. He looks kind of reserved um, just to his fate now. Uh, things things are no longer a mystery. He kind of knows what's going to happen to him. And you can tell that's actually seems like it's given him some kind of peace. What you guys do here, just faintly, you can hear the iron gate out front slide open. Oh, fuck. Horn stands up and draws his sword, points to his points toward the door, and then puts a finger on his lips. Isla immediately stands up. 
I'm going to cast shield too. Fuck that. Percy drinks a potion of invisibility. Oh, okay. shit. That's a good idea. Should we all do it? <laughs> you already did the thing. All right. Never mind. I'll, I'll stand by the door. <laughs> Let Percy like, have his moment. Behind the door. <laughs> I'll stay visible. So very suddenly, Orin and Percy stand up. Uh, Orin draws his great sword. Percy just grabs a vial on, on, this, on his belt and then just downs it and just <laughs> is invisible. Isla immediately stands up to stand next to Orin. So I stand there too. Do we need to leave? We need to hide. Uh, Orin will stand by the door. He goes stand by the, behind the door. Skelly hides. <laughs> Tyros is just looking like confused, like... And you see him just like, he just puts his head in his hands and you just, you hear him just like muttering. He's just like, no, 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 not now. Not, oh, no, 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 no. Tyros, keep it together. He's just like, he just, it sounds like he doesn't even hear you. He's just shaking his head. Like his head's almost between his knees at this point. He's just sitting on this ottoman. Uh, what are you guys doing? Percy moves to the window and wants to, to look out the window without moving the curtains. Okay. You're going to look, you're going to look out the window. Uh, Oren is standing there. Oren's um, behind the door and Skelly is on the other side of the door hiding. Okay. Uh, yeah, he can find like a coat rack to hide behind. Sure. <laughs> uh, roll stealth for him. I'll ask for it in a second. Um, what is Salai doing? Salai is also going to take a potion of invisibility. Okay. Salai goes invisible. Can Isla um, hide behind a piece of furniture maybe so she can like jump out if she needs to? Yeah. R- roll a stealth check. I'll ask okay. for it in a sec. Uh, do you want to be somewhere kind of near the front door? Yes. Okay. Please. And then what is it's A possible. doing? A is actually, she stands up and she walks right next to Tyros and she holds an action with the threat of attack on him. Okay. He just has his head between his knees and he's muttering to himself. He's wringing out his hair. Um, is there a trigger? Um, just if anyone comes at him, threatens him, anything like that. Oh, if somebody threatens Tyros. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what was Skelly's stealth check? 46. Stupid. Um, 19. What was Isla's? It was only a nine. Oh, no. Okay. She's not stealthy um, at all. Isla goes to crouch down behind uh, <laughs> just like a chair. You can still see her full body. Yes, you can still like totally see her. Part of her um, head is hidden. Poor, poor choice. Um, <laughs> behind the curtains, her boots are sticking out. So, Percy, you were going to try to roll a perception check without moving the curtain? Yes. Okay, roll a stealth check first. Uh-oh. 30. I mean, I'm invisible, so I get that plus 20. I rolled a natural five. Okay. <laughs> I already forgot you were invisible. Yeah. Now give me a perception check. He's rolling a lot of dice. Oh, I don't oh, like no. this. Oh, no. The worst sound. Perception check? 31. So, Percy, you're just barely able to kind of sidle up to this one window, and you're able to just with one of your fingers, like, barely nudge it enough to be able to get, like, that slit just so you can just see right in front of where, like, kind of the front of the house is. And you can see, standing out there, there is a set of what looks to be the town guard, far more heavily armored. With your perception check, there's likely at least ten of them. And you can see standing out in front is Aram Artis Batiste. <sighs> Okay, so Percy starts doing the hand signals that Orin taught him to everyone else, and then he realizes he's invisible. And then so, and then he, and then he goes, "Guys, we need to leave right now. Salai, get us out of here." You guys hear a very booming voice. It almost rattles the house from the sound of it. We know you're all in there. Come out, Tyros. This is beneath you. I know you're scared, friends. Please, please, just come outside and bring our new friends with you. Percy, you can see as you're kind of standing there looking out, um, you see one of the guards leans down and kind of whispers to the gnome. We know at least a few of you are in there. 
And you can see he looks towards like the window that Percy's standing in. He goes, we can see you. All rats. <laughs> rats. Uh, Come on out. Percy runs over to Salai and grabs her hand and waits. We're going to give you all to the count of five. Or we burn the house down with you inside. Guys, let's get everyone the fuck out of here. Get over here, please. Isla runs over to Salai. Before she does, though, she grabs a potion of invisibility and puts it in Tyrus's hand. And she says, drink this. Trust me. And then she runs back over to Salai. Well, I can't take everyone. Well, I can take people. Well, I can. Dimension door. I can also take some. All right, what are you guys doing? You got to decide quick. Okay. You can hear oh, him outside. God. His voice just booming. Orin's going to say One. Stay. Should we just address this? Um, Two. I I run Three. a dimension door. <laughs> I want a dimension door. Four. Orin steps outside. <gasps> you open the door? Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, the door swings open, and Orin, you step out. Skelly's just, what, 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 what? what do you do? Uh, he walks out uh, on the front porch with his uh, sword over his shoulder and then just puts his other hand on his hip and relaxed. Mmm, I thought it would be you all. Do you want the prize for guessing correctly? Oh, no, no, no. Sure, there's nothing you have I would be interested in. That depends. Are you interested in a swift death? He kind of smirks at you and like tilts his head. My dear boy, I'd be happy to gift you a hero's death. Well then, he puts on his helmet and through the stone plate you could hear him say, best to make this quick. Well, we're going to roll for initiative after the break. Ah! <laughs> oh, <geez. Orin! laughs> hey there, folks. It's your friendly neighborhood game master, Josh, here. Thank you all for tuning in to episode 27 of the Pod Called Quest. I hope everyone had a wonderful Christmas and holiday, and we wish you all a happy new year as we take a leap into 2020, the year of perfect vision. So, folks, speaking of Christmas, we just dropped our first ever Patreon-only episode of a side called Quest, Questivus. This guy is a barrel of laughs, and if you want to get your hands on two and a half hours of me and these chuckle fucks, hop on over to patreon.com slash podcalledquest and become one of our five or ten dollar patrons. Oh, and for you folks who are already patrons, keep a lookout for the next episode of Meridian Monthly as well as Outtake 20 coming real soon. (sighs) Man. The last episode of 2019 and one week away from our first six months of podcasting. It's truly flown by, everybody. And for that, whether you're a patron or just part of the PCQ family, we're so thankful for you taking the time to listen to us. And I'm super excited to continue pathfinding and podcasting into the new year. And I'm even more excited to do that with all of you. As always, check out podcallquest.com. I should be getting some more homebrew content up there for you to check out sometime in the next week or two. So be sure to watch out for that. Follow us and say hi over on Instagram and Twitter at PodCalledQuest. And like I've continued to ask you all, if you could hop on over to Apple Podcasts and give us a rating and review, we would be so appreciative as it really does help with getting the pod into more people's ear holes. A huge shout out and thank you to Sirenscape and Larian Studios for the radical sound effects and music. And if you're interested in any of the music you hear on the show, you can check out a full document with all the music and composers in every episode's show notes. That's it. It's a short one today, folks. I am done here once again. Thank you for listening and thank you to our patrons for contributing. We will see you all next year, Friday, January 3rd, 2020, for episode 28. I hope you had and continue to have a wonderful holiday, and please have a fun and safe new year, everybody. We love you, and have a great weekend, folks.
All right, guys, why don't you give me that initiative? Let's start with uh, Skelly. Skelly got a 17. Uh, Percy. Natural one for a nine. Ooh. <laughs> Isla. 33. Holy shit. What'd you roll? Natural 20. Nice. Salai? Well, you see, while you rolled a natural 20, I rolled a natural one. So <laughs> I got Percy. seven. Yay. Natural one, people. A? Oh, I'll do even worse. I rolled a natural two for A. Wait for it. Just kidding. A five. Fuck, it's a five. <laughs> it's fucking five. Okay. And Oren. Oren also got a seven. Well. So who goes first? Who dies first? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, no. So fucked. Oh, my God. This is really bad. So starting off the top of round one, everyone except for Oren is inside the house. I will say the front door is open. Did not swing shut. There are 11 individuals in the front yard. 10 guards, armored, and Vatiste. Starting off the top of round one is Isla with the natural 20. Oh, boy. Okay. Now, just to give you my thought process here, <laughs> Laura thinks, well, we should get out of here because we were just warned. Do not fight these people. Isla likes to talk things out. So, what would Isla do in this situation? Oh, my God. Well, I know one thing for sure. Isla wouldn't leave Orin by himself. I know that for dang sure. So, I think Isla's going to walk outside next to Orin. If she can, if she can get up that far. Uh, yeah, you can get out there. So, you come out the front door. You go and stand next to Orin, who has his helmet on and everything and his sword up. I know we're in rounds, so I know this has to go quick and everything, but I'd like to try mm -hmm. to talk to him if I can. Who? Batiste. Okay, what do you say? I say, um, Vatiste, what's going on? Oh, we're just talking about exchanging gifts. Gifts? Yes. You'll find out what yours is soon enough. Happy Yule to all of you. That's all you're going to get out. What are you going to do? I'm going to ready an action. If someone tries to come into my threatened square, I will attack them. Okay. All right. Movement and standard. It is Batiste's turn. Wow. Mm. He's a fast one. Mm -hmm. Fun. You guys watch as he just kind of cracks his fingers and you watch him make a sign in the air. Oh, no. And you begin to see like bits of flame and everything kind of spark off of his hands. And he's going to cast Scorching Ray on the house. Oh, shit. Uh, you guys see he goes and just launches a set of Scorching Rays at the house and they pummel into the wood and everything. And he watches the house just go up into flame. So uh, the house is currently on fire. It's just starting to cool. catch. So we'll see how that goes throughout every round. That's he bad. is uh, also probably going to take a five-foot step back uh, to get behind some of his guards. Now it is Skelly's turn. All right. Skellers. <sighs> Skelly is going to move out of the front door as well, and he's going to climb up on Orin's shoulder. Or up okay, so not, not sneaking or anything? No. Yeah, okay. I was going to say, him going out the front door isn't going to be able to be sneaky, but yeah. yeah. If he was going out the window or something, maybe. But yeah. So he climbs up on Orin's shoulder? Yep. He knows we're hanging and banging. Uh, what's he going to do? Anything with the standard? Nope. He just got his, he has his daggers out and he climbed Orin's back. Okay. All right. It is now the guard's turn. You see a few of them begin to remove bottles filled with some sort of liquid and about four of them hurl them at the base of the house. Um, as these things land, I mean, I can, I can roll for, let's roll for the four of them. I only have to hit a DC five. Um, Great. Uh, yeah, there's a, a 16, 19, 12, and a, it was a four on the die, but it, they have modifiers, so. They throw these bottles seemingly full of some kind of alchemist fire, and the area in front of the house is now set ablaze. Let me put, uh, let me put some fire on the, on the battlefield. Ooh, <laughs> oh. fire. 
All right, so there are a couple squares, a uh, little blaze in the front area. That's just four of them. The rest of them are going to start to move to uh, surround you guys. Oh, great. You see six of these guards all armored up. They move forward very much in a well-trained practice way, and they begin to flank and surround you guys. Well, shit. Yeah, and they're all standing there. They have their blades drawn, and they seem like they're flexing. They're definitely not just coming after to kill you guys. They are trying to surround you. Um, that's the end of their turn. Percy, you're up. How long did that potion of uh, invisibility last? It's supposed to last three minutes, so I was going to suggest lasting it for, for one more minute, if that's okay with you. Yeah, I would probably give you, 30. based off the conversations and stuff, I'd probably give you like four more rounds. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. All right. Percy is going to tell Salai while he's invisible, get Isla. And Percy is going to run up and touch Skelly and Orin and activate his Cape of the Mount Bank. <gasps> okay. Is Orin and are they willing? No. Um, okay. So both Orin and Skelly need to roll will saves. Oh, damn. Uh, 23 for Orin. Uh, 10 for Skelly. Okay, so Skelly fails, so he goes. Orin does not. 23 is definitely going to save against that. It's an item. So um, where are you uh, dimension dooring, Percy? Uh, according to my item, I can go 680 feet. So I go the full complement uh, down the street. Obviously, we traveled up this way, so I would know where to, as far as where to go. Uh, but just somewhere in an alley, if possible, uh, 680 rough feet away. Okay. Um, yeah, you appear like next to another house. Uh, you and Skelly. And Skelly's immediately like, what the fuck? What the fuck, man? What? Where are we? Quiet. We need to lay low. What the f- We can't just fucking leave them. They'll be right after us. And that's going to be your turn. Salai, you're up. What the hell? Okay. <laughs> we both rolled the same number. Um, what's your uh, dexterity modifier, Salai? Mm, plus two. What's Orin's? Same. Um, what's your initiative bonus, Salai? Plus six. What's your initiative oh, bonus, Plus two. Okay, so yeah, I'm going to have uh, uh, Salai go first. She calls out to A and Tyros, come with me, come to the door. Salai is going to cast Forbid Action Greater on the guards outside, all but the two that are in the back. I think that's nine total. Yeah, there's ten guards and Vatiste. Yeah, so the two in the back I will omit. So you're going to get Vatiste too? Yes. Okay, let me roll some will saves here real quick. What does that spell do? I've never heard of it. Uh, let me read it. I have it right here. So, I mean, it functions like forbid action, except that you can do more people. Uh, so forbid action, you basically can forbid someone uh, from doing, like, one of the following, like, sets of things. So you can forbid them from attacking. The target cannot take any action that involves an attack roll or uses a spell or ability that targets a foe or an area that includes a foe. You can tell them not to cast. The target cannot cast spells or use spell-like abilities. Uh, communicate, draw, move. Uh, there's a bunch of different options. Holy shit. Wow. Um, so uh, I'm just going to, well, actually, let's say this before you know who saves or not. What action are you choosing? I'm going to stop them all from moving on their next turn. Okay, so I'm going to go nice. for uh, Vatista Whoa, first. Whoa, girl. What kind of save is it? That is a will save. Damn, this um, is getting cocked eye. crazy. Uh, the 30 for Vatista. <sighs> 18 on the die. He's good. It was almost a four, but it was cocked. Sorry, guys. Damn. Let's see. Uh, it's a good try. I mean, it still would have been pretty big, but let's go with the mercenaries. Um, so let's just start from left to right. Furthest to the left. Uh, that's a failure. Second one. Uh, 15. Nope. Nice. Third one. 18. Nope. Oh. Hell yeah, dog. <laughs> that is a 22. Yes. Okay. Uh, 20. No. It's oh, a big fucking spell. All right. 
Uh, no, 14. Uh, 23 again. And a 21. Yes. Okay. This was huge. That was massive. Okay, five of them fail. Um, do you want to move it all? I, I guess actually you would have had to move to the door to be able to see all of them. Yeah. Um, I'm, so I'm like standing right in the door. That's where I wanted to go. So, okay, cool. You're in the doorway. That's going to be the end of Salai's turn. Uh, real quick. What does that mean? So they can't move their next turn. They can't move at all. At all. At all. Yeah. The target can take no act that would cause it to end up in a different location. The target does not resist being moved by others and thus can be picked up or dragged or can float along on a raft, <laughs> but does not consciously attempt to move, including not directing a mount to move. So they, but they can still like talk and stuff. Yeah, they're not they're not like paralyzed like hold person. Like a person they can move their arms and they can fight in their square. Okay. But they cannot end up in a different place. Okay. Got it. That's it. And it's Lai's turn. Orin, you're up. Hey, you're on deck. Hey Orin, you're not last. That's weird. <laughs> Orin is going to swift action enhance his armor. Alright. And he is going to charge at the guard in front of Vatiste. Okay. Charging avoids attack opportunity, correct? Yep. Right. Alright, you charge up. Why don't you uh, roll me that attack, bro? <sighs> okay. That plus two. I'm so scared right now. 33. That's a hit. Roll for damage. That's going to be 20 points of damage. 20 points. Nice. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That was great. All right. Yeah, it's full round action. End of Orange's turn. A, you're up. Still inside the house. Okay. A will turn to Tyros and look to him and say, if you're just going to cower, end your own life. He's just muttering to himself. It doesn't seem like he even notices what you're saying. Well, Boy. then she goes to... Th- I would say because you're still in the parlor with mm-hmm. him to actually get to the doorway will be more than one move action. Mm-hmm. But you could get it within line of sight through the door. Okay. Um, if you wanted to like cast something out. But to actually get to the doorway yeah. um, would be further than a move action. Then I'll then I'll double move to the door well. Like just outside. Would I be able to make it outside? Like, like yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You could just be right, right in front of Salai for sure. Okay. okay. Top of round two. Isla, you're up. I'm struggling because I don't think Isla would leave Oren alone. Well, Percy already did, so... Go for it. I think Isla is going to turn to Salai and A. Neither of you are invisible, right? I can see both of you. I do have a question. Am I still invisible after casting that spell? I know it's not technically like. Is it no, it's attack? it's targeting people. Like I would, okay. yeah, I would so say for I'm, sure I'm you're invisible. invisible yeah. Okay, okay, just wanted to make sure. Then yes, I'm invisible. I think um, Isla turns to A and Salai and says, "We shouldn't stay and fight. We need to get out of here. What do we do? I don't want to leave Orin here by himself or Tyros." And again, she's going to ready in action. Same thing as last time. Okay. It is now Batiste's turn. He begins to do some somatic components in the air, and he kind of raises his hand out uh, towards Isla and Salai and them. And Isla, if you happen to catch this look, he looks right at you and he just goes, why don't you take a nap? No. Oh, fuck. Go ahead and roll a uh, little old save for me. Let me double check that spell real quick. Oh, that's a will save. Fuck no. My will save is so bad. Okay. 18. DC 19. No! No! Fuck. No! Okay, what happens? Uh, you are affected by deep slumber. You immediately feel drowsy. As he says this, you can hear the voice just kind of ringing in your ears over and over again. A and Salai, you guys watch Isla's eyes kind of roll back in her head and she just falls onto the ground asleep. Oh, fuck. We fucked now, boys and girls. That's the end of Batiste's turn. Yay. <laughs> cool. Skelly's up. All right. Uh, Skelly is 680 feet away. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say this because this is a bit more of a, a role play choice. Um, Skelly, 
just runs past Percy and is now frantically looking how to get back to his friends because he doesn't know what the hell is going on. And all Percy said was, trust me, that's not the way Skelly works. Thanks, buddy. So he is sprinting back. Um, I'm going to say it's going to be hard for him to find. His, he doesn't know his way around here necessarily too well. And Percy kind of took them in a random direction. Yeah. So he's trying to get back, but he uses going to use his whole turn trying to get back and find his way. It is now the mercenary guard's turn. So a number of them move in to attack Oren. One of them charges forward towards A. We're going to roll attacks for all these dudes against Oren. All right. So we're just going to go from uh, left to right. We're going to do the three that moved first. Uh, they'll each only get one attack. So first one on there. That is a 23 to hit. That's a miss. Okay. Um, we'll do two more attacks. Uh, that's lowered. Natural three. And that's that a is counter a attack. You seriously do one to three yeah. at this point? Oh, Damn, oh all right. my go God. Yeah, one to three. All right, go ahead and take it. Hell yeah. Uh, I don't know, 21? Uh, 21 is a miss. All right. Damn. It is a 31. Uh, That would hit. Actually, it's a 33 because I forgot that they're flanking. Let's go ahead and roll damage. 14 points of slashing damage as this longsword comes down on you. All right, we're going to do these two other folks who are now going to do a full attack action each. So we'll do the first one. Here comes that stone shield, buddy. All right. Okay. It's a 16 on the die for a 31. Miss. With the stone shield. Okay. This isn't, these aren't the guys that are flanking. Okay. Um, well, I'm going to roll damage for the stone shield. So it takes some uh, some damage on there. It's going to be 10 points. Let's do this guy's second attack. You rolled 10 points of damage? 10 points of damage on the stone shield, yeah. It's hardness 8, so two go through. Cool. Um, that's a miss on the second attack. Oh, it's a natural two, so it's a counterattack. Wait. That doesn't make sense. The stone shield. Because the stone shield's in the way, yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's weird, but we're going to go with it. Uh, it's a miss either way. So we're going to do the second one. First attack. Natural 20. Fuck. No. All right. Oh, my Lord. Let's get that conf. That is, with the bonus, a 27. Does not confirm. Okay. Nice. It is a hit. Phew. Uh, maximum damage, 16 points of damage. And we're going to go his second attack. Uh, 21. That's a miss. Phew. These guys coming down on you. Now we're going to go with the uh, one that moved into attack A. And from where they were standing, it's a charge. Oh, Lord. Oh, baby, that's a natural 20 again. Yeah. Are you kidding? Oh, Look at that shit right there. Hey. And it's a plus 17 <laughs> to oh, confirm. Fuck. 24. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 Sick, no. sick, 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 sick. All right, let's roll that damage. Pretty good on the damage. 28 points of slashing damage. Yeah. This, this guard comes up and just slashes at A. That is going to be the end of their turn. And that was with half of them stuck in place. Oh, so this that spell only lasts for a round. Mm -hmm. So it's as soon as we get back to Salai, it is over. So up next is Percy. Then it's Salai. And they can then move. Uh, Percy's going to roll a stealth check and try to hide behind some crates and barrels and stuff like that. Wait. Wait, where? You're in, I'm in, in the alley. In, oh, right, right, right. <laughs> Sorry, I completely forgot. I was like, what are you talking? Crates and barrels? Crate and barrel. <laughs> they don't have those. Crate and barrel. Um, okay, so yeah, you just you just roll a stealth check. You're just hiding out. Crate Is that going to be your whole turn? Yeah. Okay. Uh, 26. Okay. Keep that number in mind. Sorry. 36. No, 46 because I'm invisible. Okay. Good grief. I think you have uh, two more rounds after. This is the, the second round of the four, right? Yes. Cool. Okay. Slide is your turn. At the end of your turn, forbid action greater will fade. Yes. Um, Salai is going to cast Blessing of the Fervor to assist all of her friends 
Oh my God, I forgot about this spell. Mm -hmm. I love it so much. So good. That's a great spell. One of my faves. And it's super convoluted. Yeah, so as a reminder, it's basically haste. It's not that convoluted. It's almost the same thing. Um, It increases speed by 30 feet. Uh, Well, you can choose one of these Mm -hmm. per Mm -hmm. round. Increase your speed by 30 feet. Stand up as a swift action without provoking an attack of opportunity. Make one extra attack as part of a full attack action using uh, the highest base attack bonus. Gain a plus two on attack rolls and a plus two dodge bonus to AC and reflex saves. Or cast a single spell of second level second level or lower as if it were enlarged, extended, silent, or still spell. Sweet. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> you got to pick at the start of your turn. Start of your turn. Uh, okay. Um, you're going to, I think you can pretty much get everybody with that. Um, yeah. I think you're good. Uh, it's, yeah, it's kind of like, it's like haste. You like people that are a certain yeah. number of feet apart. She is going to, yeah, she's going to do it. She's going to turn around and yell into the house. You need to get out now. Good call. Does she want to move anywhere? Still in the in the doorway? Yes. All right, big guy. It's Orn's turn. All right. So for his fervor blessing, he's going to get the extra attack for a full attack action. Okay. Oh, ye. Orn is then... Sorry, I'm reading this spell. I'm, I'm very stressed out right now. We're also stressed out. Okay. Orn is then... Oh, man, my chest is really tight. That's how stressed <laughs> out. I'm not even joking. This is a crazy fight. Percy's gone. Skelly's gone. <sighs> I'm, this is not fake. I wish it was. <laughs> oh, man. Well, just remember, Orn this is, is all your fault. Hit <laughs> yeah. You guys You guys did not have to stay. You're doing great. I believe in you. Thanks, Captain. I mean, thanks, Laura. <laughs> um, Orn is going to take a five-foot step. So, wait, what direction? Right in front of Arm Batiste. Okay, this is a little wonky. Uh, just for the listeners, uh, Oren is going to diagonally five-foot step towards Vatiste, but he would have to move in between two of the guards. Mechanically, there's not really anything here. I am going to say you can do it, but I'm going to give you a minus two to your AC for, to, for your next turn. Okay. Because you're moving between these two guards. You won't get attacked, but you're leaving yourself open because you're trying to move between them like that. Um, I'm going to give you a minus two to your AC. Kind of like a, it was like, kind of like a charge. That's doing fair. something a little reckless, charge between them. I think that makes Very more reasonable. sense than Very any reasonable. other ruling that you could have done. So, Cool. Uh, take a five-foot step. Have the extra <laughs> attack on Batiste. Here we go. First one. That's 90-16 for a total of 32. That's hit. <gasps> oh, my glob. 17 points of damage. Okay. Second attack, lower bonus. That's only a 20. 20 is exactly his AC. Oh, my God. Yeah. What? Nice. Uh, he's a, he's a caster. 21 points of damage. 21 points. Third attack in the highest bab, right? Yeah, it's like haste. Yeah, it works like that. Another 90 16. Okay, that's a hit. Hell yeah. Roll me the damage. Mm. Oh my god. Oh shit. <laughs> what? A six, a six, and a five. <gasps> wow. That's 26 points of damage. All right, he's still up. Wow. Damn. Oh my god. I was not expecting this. A turn of events. All right, that's the end of Orange's turn. A, you're up. A will take a five-foot step back. Okay. Or actually... Di- t- diagonally, I guess. Okay, yeah. yeah, so yeah. You're still in front of the house because you would be mm-hmm. backing up into Salai through yeah. the door frame where you're okay, at. So I would go diagonally. Okay. And she'll smirk at the man who attacked her, put two fingers to her forehead, and cast greater invisibility on herself. Okay. Whoa. A is invisible. Hey, you snarky-ass bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he hit me with 28 points of damage. That was pretty brutal. <laughs> All right, moving to standard. Top of round three. Isla's up. 
No, she's not. Well, I'm asleep. <laughs> I look oh, right, you're asleep. Do I right get like a save or something? I don't think so, but I'm going to double check. How long does deep slumber last, pray tell? Is it just around? Is it like... You don't know, you're asleep. Lots of rounds. <laughs> Laura wants to know who is awake. You will be asleep for a number of minutes equal to Vatiste's caster level. Oh my God. Oh, around. Deep slumber? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Am I tripping? Because One she's... minute per level. But it depends on the hit die, right? It acts like sleep. Yeah. Right. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. It acts like sleep, except it can affect 10 hit die worth of creatures. Oh. So you only have nine hit die. So that's why it was able to work. Fuck. And it lasts for a minute per level. Damn, that's a long fucking time. So that's forever. <laughs> it's a third level spell, so. Shit. We'll see okay, how. Uh, then I'll be asleep forever. Goodbye. Everyone. Um, You can be woken up from that, right? Yeah. Like maybe you just have to do something. It's like a standard action, I think. It is a standard action to wake someone up. Yeah, so you're not fucked. True. I mean, she is next to the fire. Yeah. Which will likely grow. We'll see. Oh, great. If fire doesn't wake you up, I don't know what will. <laughs> we'll see. Not in the rules. Not in the rules. Um, oh, now the rules matter. Ah, GM yeah. Fiat, my ass. <laughs> yeah, this is my GM Fiat. Wounding, um, wounding will awake her. I might check that. Um, if anyone, what, what do you say? If, re- if anyone, wounding her will awake her. Yeah, oh, okay. no, definitely. She takes yeah. damage. We'll see. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, Isla's turn is over, so it is I'm back. It. It is back to Vatiste. What's this little fuck gonna do? Oh my <laughs> I you, you patronize him, and you're playing him. What's this, What's this little, little bitch gonna do? This little punk ass. This tiny little ass. Tiny oh, little ass. How cute! No, I just think of his booty. So Vatiste, after kind of getting cut up by Orin, he immediately kind of and takes a, takes a five foot step backwards. You see him cast a spell, and you watch a number of duplicates of himself appear around him. Oh, nice! No, fucking hell. I love mirror image, if that's what this is. It is. Oh, God, it's so fucking fun. Toast for goats. It's such a cool spell. That's four images, plus the two from his levels. Maximum. So you see as six other versions. So there's seven Vatise standing in the square, and he's just kind of holding his chest. He has this wound. He's just, get them, protect me. And that will be his turn. Skelly's up. Uh, Roll a perception check for him. For Skelly? For Skelly, yeah. See if he can at least find the direction. Oh, fuck. 17? 17, okay. I'm keeping it in my brain. He's almost 700 feet away at, from the start of this, so we'll see how it goes. It is the mercenary's turn. So, some of them go move. Uh, a set of them all begin to surround Orin while also walling him off from getting to Vatiste. And two of them charge forwards towards a slumbering Isla, an invisible A, and Salai standing in the doorway. Ooh. So we're going to roll some uh, we're gonna roll some attacks, guys. It's going to be fun. Goody. Uh, let's start with the folks Mm-mm-mm. who can't make full attacks. So, um, first one against Orin. Uh, Orin's going to parry. Okay. Cocked. 28. Uh, you parry it, yeah. All right. So you can uh, make a repost if you would like to. You know I will. Make sure you mark Ooh. off that attack of opportunity. I did, Ooh. and that's a critical threat. Ooh, Hell yeah. Okay, yes. roll to confirm. <sighs> Maybe not. 23. Uh, AC 23. Oh, wow. my God. What? Oh, my God. I'm amazed. Let's hear that credit card. Oh, yeah, the credit card. Oh, hell yes. Slashing. <laughs> Delicious. Ew. Stand aside. Double damage and push target one square in any direction. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Nice. So give me that double damage, bro. 44. Whoa. 44. Ooh. He's still up, but he's Ouchie. really looking hurt. 
Okay, um, it's this guy in the back next to Vatiste. What direction do you want to? It's either towards Vatiste or further away from the group. It's up to uh, you. Let's say further away from the group. Okay, so he's gonna move one square. Blonk. So Orin just as this guy comes to slash down, Orin's able to block the blow, uh, push the guy back, and as he's like starting to stumble backwards, slash him across the chest, uh, lay some damage into him. All right, well that's a great way to start for these guys. Um, let's get. Everyone else can make full attacks, actually. No, no, this person over here can only make a single attack. Let's do that one. Would you like to parry? Yes, I would. Okay, roll for it. 32. 32. Oh. So you parry it. <gasps> oh, my God. Oh, wow. God. <sighs> not liking this. <laughs> I'm not liking this. I'm rolling really good, man. Yeah, mark off those attacks of opportunity, my man. I am, and my arcane points. Yeah. Uh, 31 hit. That hits. Damn. 19 points of damage. All right, now let's get the full attackers in. All surrounding Orin. Let's do the first guy right in front of a T-stay between you and this gnome. First attack. Anything? Yeah, I'll parry. Okay. 36? Yeah, it was a 32, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> Doesn't matter, <Jeez>. bitch! <laughs> roll the natural 20. Uh, for my attack roll. 90, 16, 32. All right, that's a hit. Uh, that's only f- 14 points of damage. Okay. Better than nothing. Attack number two. Nope. Running out of resources. 30. Is my AC still down for Wait, wait, wait. It would actually be a 32 because he is flanking currently. What is your AC? Um, is it still down for when I took that five foot step? No, that was last turn. Okay. My AC is 32, so that would just hit. It just hits. Yeah, he gets the plus two from flanking. Dang. Okay. Fine. Land a hit. Oh, max damage. Uh, 16 points of slashing damage from this guy. We've got three more full attacks, guys. That's oh, six more God. attacks on Orin. Jesus. All right. Dude to Orin's right. First attack. Anything? No. Bring it. So close to a critical threat. Oh my god. So close. Still a high roll though. 33. That hits. And he's technically flanking, so it actually is a 35. All right, all right. Don't get cocky. 13 points of slashing damage. All right. Attack number two. Uh, no, it's like 15 to hit. It's low. Not a uh, three or lower. No, it was a five on the die. All right. Let's do uh, the one technically behind Orin, even though there's no facing in Pathfinder. Uh, that is a natural three. Counterattack, baby. Uh, hold on. Do you have any attacks of opportunity left for the round? This is my last one. Okay. Don't have to worry about that shit anymore. 25? Uh, that's a hit. Damn. 21 points of damage. Okay. Second attack for that one. 28 with flanking. No. Okay. And the last person full attack. So many attacks this round. I only landed a couple. Now you guys wonder why I feel like some of y'all are overpowered. <laughs> Us overpowered? What? I'm not technically flanking. 30. No. Hand me the rest of that whiskey bottle. <laughs> All right, last attack against Orin. Natural seven. <sighs> so no, God, I'm gonna I'm gonna murder this Goliath. I'm gonna murder this fucking Goliath. <laughs> oh, no. Um. Okay. Well, there's two folks who are gonna attack uh, Salai and A now. Who are over by the house? A is invisible. Uh, they're just gonna attack. They'll take a fifty percent miss chance, but they're gonna attack into your square. All right. Cool. Because that's the last place you were. So the first one's gonna make a single attack against Salai. Okay. A 25 to hit. Yes. Okay. Uh, 14 points of slashing damage. And so we're going to roll the first attack for the one attacking into A's square. That is a 24 to hit. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. Let's oh, roll 50% yeah. miss chance because you're invisible. David, try nodding louder into the mic. Do you hear all of the pain in my neck when I nod? It fucking sucks. No, but that's a 67 on the percentile die, so it definitely Damn goes it. through. Mm. 
That is 15 points of slashing damage. Yum. Second attack. Crap. Uh, 19 to hit. Yes, sir. That still hits. Okay, percentile die. 33. Oh, they miss. nice. Nice. Oh, Thank okay. goodness. You guys see one of the guards run off to the western side of the house. <laughs> no. Um, and leaps up onto the porch and moves into an area you guys can't see anymore. Oh, no. That's the end of their turn. It's a long-ass turn because there's a bunch of them. Percy's up. Uh, Percy is going to creep out from behind the barrels and crates that he's hiding uh, behind and move to the edge of the alley and roll a perception check. Okay. He's looking for his friends. We're, we're dying. <laughs> uh, 25. 25. You see a couple of people out and about, but you do not see your friends or hear any signs of anyone moving hurriedly or even a fight. Where the fuck are they? That's it. Okay. Salai, you're up. Okay. Salai is going to cast Flame Strike, targeting right behind the square, or I guess the area where she sees the group of Vatistes. I know it's not one particular square, but... Uh, no, they're technically in a five-foot diameter area. Okay, then like right behind them, like five feet behind them. Also, can I remind you that we're being harrowed by like two yeah. fighters? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, you'll have to roll a concentration check. Cast um, defensively. Please cast. You could lose this. I'm going to cast defensively. Yeah, <laughs> cool. Um, so let me just double check something. Wait, wait, wait. What are you using for your Blessing of the Fervor ability? Oh, thank you for reminding me. <laughs> the, the, spell that you, the spell that you cast. I think the best thing for you would be to gain the plus two on attack and plus two to dodge AC. Yeah, I'll do that one. Dodge bonus to AC and reflex saves. Sure, I'll do that. So what blessing are you taking? Um, I'm going to take the plus two to attack rolls and a plus two dodge bonus to AC and reflex saves. Okay, cool. Yeah, the attack bonus won't help with the flame strike, but it is an area of effect, so it actually affects people with mirror image normally. Uh, I just checked that. Ooh, nice. You're going to target it so it only hits him? No, it's a 10-foot it's radius, so I'm going to do it right behind him, so it would probably get some of the people that are surrounding him as well. Okay, you're going to flame strike. Uh, you're going to hit Vatiste and two of his goons. Yeah, sure am. Um, okay, I think that's reflex saves, right? It's reflex. So let's go ahead and do the two guards first. Uh, that's a failure, uh, and that's a 19. Oh, I think that fails, bro. It does. It's a fourth-level spell. Fails. It's a- it's a fourth level spell? It yeah. is. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's a fifth level spell. Oh, fuck. Yeah, for Claire. Jesus. Yeah, okay. That yeah. fails. Oh, uh, hell yeah. So both the mercenaries fail. Uh, let's it. do Vatiste. Come on, Belday. Real quick, before you tell us the roll, <laughs> I would like to use a hero die against your roll. <gasps> okay, roll your hero Whoa. die. Oh, nice. That's the only one I got. I think it's a good use. This guy's important. It's the only one yeah. the party has. Wait. No, it's not. Oh, shit. Is that okay with you guys? Go for yeah, it. Yeah, I think it's do great. It. All right, here it comes. I love it. Take three away from your roll. It was an 18 on the die. Fuck. He's a plus six, so 24, which brings it down to a 21. That exactly saves. Dang it! <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh but he still Yeesh. takes half damage. He still takes half damage. Yeesh. I was almost ready to 96. throw it. Hey. I that was still a good use of that hero die, though. That still a good use, difference. man. Still a good use. I had, to, I had to risk it. I had to. You did. You did. It was close. Yeah. He didn't have, that doesn't was, have a big that, reflex save. That was really close. Yeah. yeah. yeah and he still takes yeah. half damage, but she's not looking good right now, so. I know. That's why I wanted it to be full damage. I don't know. I feel you. Yeah. He'll take They'll take 96. Halved. Halved, of course. A lot of D6, y'all. Four, four and a half D6. <laughs> Come on, Steph. No, Come just... on. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, my shit. God. <laughs> Holy shit. All right. Give us the total. One six, two six, three six, a five. 
Oh my god. One six, two six, red three, fish, six, four. Blue, blue fish. fish. <laughs> <laughs> They're actually all red. Fish, fish. So that is thirty-eight. Nice. Oh man. Half. Thirty-eight, then halved? Yeah. Okay. So thirty-eight for the, the guards and half of that. Nineteen. So it's nineteen. Okay, let me get those two guards real quick. Just double check. Good shit. Really good. <laughs> that was great. That was great. Did both those guards fail? I thought only one did. No, both of them failed. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Boom. Oh, both of them failed, right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. The one in front of Orin just incinerates. Woo! It, super, it very much overkills him because Orin already so hit him good. a lot. Um, and then this other one is still up, but not looking great. And Batiste. Still up. Oh, my God. Are you oh kidding me? Barely. What happens to his images? Uh, they stay. Oh. It, it, yeah, because the area of effect spells affect you normally. Mm. Um, this is about like attacks gotcha. and stuff. So yeah, they stay there. They're unaffected by it, but it doesn't benefit him at all. You know, uh, Slide, do you want to move it all? Nope. Oh, you know, holy shit. We never yeah. had you do a cast defensively. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and roll that now. Oh, hands we, the, we, no. might, we might have to roll that back. We'll see. Um, oh, so no. casting defensively is 15 oh. plus two times the spell level. So it's a DC 25. Um, what do I add to it? It's your caster level and your wisdom. Wait, if she fails this, does that mean I get everything gets taken back? Yep. So I can give her a dice back, right? Uh, it means we're going to go back. Uh, yeah, I'd give you her dice back for that. Thanks, buddy. I'll remember that. So I'm rolling my dice plus my nine wisdom. plus your wisdom. Oh, my roll plus nine plus my wisdom. So six. So it's a plus 15. Plus 15. 15. Yeah. Gotta roll a ten or natural ten. Oh fuck! I don't like that. Okay. That's a pretty good average. Fifty fifty. Nope. No. Natural three. No. No. That's a fail. Oh man, this is okay. This is tried and true Pathfinder here, guys. We're gonna keep this right in the pod. We're not gonna edit this out. Oh no. Um, hero die. Shane gets his hero die back. <laughs> hero die. The one time he gets called. <laughs> man. He gets oh, well, his hero man. die back. That guy is not dead. Oh shit. It's fine. We got this. Give Batiste his hit points back. I actually have a headache from this. So to just lay this out to the listeners, Salai goes to cast Flame Strike. Goes to cast defensively because she is currently threatened, uh, actually by two individuals, and she is unable to make the cast defensively. Bummer. So she just loses the spell. That spell is still mar- marked off. Uh, make sure you, you still yeah. mark that off. Yeah. Um, but she's unable to cast it. So we're rolling back on that flame strike. Damn, man. Dang. That's okay, guys. This is this is a real deal. We're real friends yeah, at the yeah, table. Yeah. This is real Pathfinder. That's how it happens. <laughs> um, that's the end of her turn. Uh, Oren, you're up. This is real life. Man, this would have been way more sick. I know. Oh, man. Sorry, Steph. That's, that's okay. the rules. That's fine. Okay. What you going to do, big boy? Here's what I'm going to do. The guy right here has been hit by me already. He's the first one I hit, I believe. Uh, a couple of I, them have been hit. The yeah. one I charged. I'm going to take a swing at him. Yeah, go for it. Roll your first attack. First for the um, the blessing of the fervor. He is going to take um, the one where he gets a plus two to attack AC, all that stuff. Okay. Sweet. And he's going to power attack. Okay. Shit. Uh, 25. 25 is a hit. Yes. The power attack, baby. Uh, that's 32 points of damage. Ooh. 32. Shit. All right. He's still up. He is still up. All right. Second attack's coming at him. All righty. Uh, it's a 23 to hit. Oh, you know what? I get to demoralize him. Oh, yeah. Roll to demoralize. 37? Uh, yeah, that's going to surpass it. It's going to be three rounds. Nice. So he's shaken for three rounds. Great. What was that attack roll for the second attack? It was a 23, right? 23. Yeah, that hits. So roll roll a uh, uh, damage on that guy. 28. 28. Yeah, he's gone. Awesome. Nice. I also just realized these guys have a feat which uh, doubles their flanking bonus. So that should have been Holy happening. Oh, my gosh. God. What feat is that? Whoa. Outflank. That's oh great. Oh, my gosh. That's so, yeah, so kinda- dumb. Anyways, yeah, he's dead. So that's your full round, right? One more thing, Jackie. One more thing. 
I'm going to enact my belt of the champion Ooh. as a swift action. Okay. Couldn't do it last turn because the turn before that I used an immediate action. This is a swift action. For three charges, I can make an additional attack using my highest speed attack bonus when making a full attack action this turn. So my third one. All right. Who are you uh, attacking? The dude right in front of me. Okay. Between me and Batiste. Oh. <laughs> oh. I don't know if that was good or bad. It's not good. Yeah. It's a 17. Sadly, that's a miss. Dang it. There go my charges. Boo. That's my turn. All right. A, you're up. A will beeline it behind the debris to her left. Okay. Like towards the other side of the house. Mm-hmm. Okay. You are going to move around the people coming down on you and Salai and past the fire. You have 30 feet of movement, right? Yes. Wait, what's your blessing of the fervor? Um, It's the 2AC. Got it. Yeah. Sweet. Okay. Uh, you can get like kind of over to some broken down boxes and stuff out in the yard. All right. A will look right at Vatiste and she'll reach out her hand and pull down and do spiked pit of the surrounding people. Oh, nice. Just getting away from Orin and everyone. So everyone in the 10 feet radius has to. Just at the edge of where Orin At is. the edge of where Orin stops. Yeah. You can get like three people. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see how Batista this goes. included. Fucking nice. A. What save is that? That's a reflex. Fucking A. Okay, the mercenaries. 17? No, sir. Okay, so the, that'd be the one on the right over there. On the other one, that is a 21. Damn, yeah, that does okay, succeed. so that guy is not going to fall in. Let's roll Batiste. Hey, David, I want you to look at this D20 right here. What no. does that say? What does that say right there? When you say D20 and you ask me to look at it, it's always a D20. Like, just a yeah, 20 natural. straight a, fucking a, flat natural 20. Flat-ass natural 20? Yep. Yep. So... Uh, Which sucks. We will say the one guy falls in, so go ahead and roll the um, damage for the one mercenary. Mm-hmm. It's a 40-foot hole, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so 4d6 of bludgeoning damage from the fall and 2d6 of piercing damage. 13 for the fall and 7 for the spikes, which is 21, I guess, collectively. Okay, let's go ahead and mark this guy's prone. Should we throw that in the pit to show where it's... Well, it's a little weird because that pit is there. Mm-hmm. And it's taking up that space, but Batiste and the other mercenary did not fall in. So, so they're on the rim, right? They're on the rim of it, technically. Yeah. yeah. It's odd. They don't move, but that's the way the spell works. Um, okay, that's your move and your standard. Top of round four, Isla. Has the uh, fire spread to me and done damage to me yet, by chance? Because let's see. I think um, that would wake me up. Let's see. Let's just do this. Do I smell fish sticks? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lady Gordon. Oh, that's funny. Laura, I want to have you uh, say this. High or low? High. Oh, yeah. 74. Yes. So you are going to take. Ooh. I've never been so happy to take damage in my life. <laughs> you take five points of fire damage as these fires are going to continue to bellow outwards. And Isla, you do wake up, but the but- square you were in is on fire. And it smells great. So, Isla wakes up and feels her flesh burning. Um, I am going to do a kip up. It is a swift action, so I can get up. Okay. How does she sound when she kips up? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> and there's smoke coming off of her, and she's patting her clothes to put the fire out. And she looks over, and she sees Orin surrounded by people. Giving them hell, though. 
Giving them hell, yes. I'm imagining a scene from like Samurai Shampoo where it's just you surrounded by people and you're doing all these crazy movements. I think a lot of it is actually like Oren's fighting, but a lot of them are just, they're just beating at him. It's all clinking off his armor. It's just like actually taking very like slow, like, like there's large gaps between the strikes, just like, and they're just one of them's dead. Josh is just mad. One of them's dead. That's why he's making this sound lame. You're not even listening to me. No, that's so cool. What are you talking about? just being a dipshit. Listen, I parried like half of these attacks. He's coming down and you're just like, one of them's dead. One of them's dead. And the guys behind you are just like <laughs> smacking on his stone plate. I am totally like, imagining. We have very different visions of what's happening. No. <laughs> it's cool because mine is canon. In, wow. the, wow. in Game of Thrones, that one scene where the tower, uh, what is that tower called? Don't the hurt Tower of Joy? Don't hurt yeah. us. That one scene. Yeah, Orin, don't fight like that guy, though. Okay. No, I wish. Uh, Josh, I was looking at the spell create pit, which is uh, what Spike Pit is derived from. Yeah. Uh, they do have an opportunity to jump into the nearest open square once they make their reflex save. Oh, okay, cool. Okay, then those guys will just move over to the left, and there's now, between Vatiste and Orin, is a big pit into an alternate dimension. Sweet. Cool. Uh, Isla, you just stood up? Yes, I did. I'm trying to decide if I should... Well, no, I'm not going to leave Salai by herself. Okay. Please don't. Um, I'm not going to do that. I thought A was still there, but I just realized she's not. Okay. I'm going to attack... Well, actually, I probably should get out of the fire, shouldn't I? I'm going to make a five-foot step Okay. diagonally so that I'm right... There's no facing in Pathfinder behind slash in front of this person, wherever they are facing. Sure. And I'm going to make an attack on them. Are we okay. blinking? Does that help you at all? You don't have a weapon. You don't have a weapon out. So Just no. kidding. You would be. But I'm going to attack them anyway. Okay. First, you're going to do a full attack action? Yes. Cool. Do your first one. That's a critical threat. My girl. Okay. The total is 35. Okay. Roll to confirm. That's a natural 19, so I believe that confirms. That's probably going to confirm. Yeah, buddy. So let's bust out that crit deck. Crit deck. Give me that. Uh, piercing. <laughs> <laughs> Cheek pierced. Oh, oh Which gross. one? <laughs> Normal damage. Gross. And 1d4 bleed. Target gains 50% spell failure chance for verbal spells until they're healed. Ah. They don't cast no spells. Give me that normal damage, girl. Really cool. I like that. But they have bleed. That's gonna They're going to take a D4 of bleed, yeah, at the top of their turn. 20 points of damage. 20, okay. And then uh, roll roll the bleed for me. They're not going to take it now. They take it at the start of their next turn. D4, yeah. Two. Two? Okay, I'm going to mark that with two. Okay, uh, second attack? Yes, that. That is a, sorry, math. That's a 33 to hit. That's a hit. Roll for damage. I'm sorry. Not a 33. I'm so sorry. Hold on. Is it your lower bonus? 28. Still a hit. So yeah, roll for damage. I did I did that math backwards. Okay. 23 points of damage. Okay. You're still up. That's your, you did a swift, a move, and a standard. That's it. It is Vatiste's turn. He is going to take a five foot step back. Away from you guys, you hear him shout out to his guards. Kill all of them. Those who get back will be rewarded. And you watch him just <laughs> vanish. Oh, fucking casters. He is gone. That is the end of his turn. It is Skelly's turn. Oh, Skellers. Go ahead and roll me a perception check. 15. Yeah, he's he's having a hard time. He's frantic. He's panicked trying to make it back to you guys. Percy, you can't see him anymore. He ran off. But he is no longer around. It is the guard's turn. So the two that are over by Salai and Isla, one of them is going to whip around and attack Isla. Go ahead and give me that, uh, actually, no, the D4. Uh, it was it was two in the D4, so it takes two points of damage right off the bat. 
I would like to parry this attack, by the way. Uh, okay, go for it. 33 to parry. That's a parry. Excellent. Roll to attack. <laughs> God. That's a natural one, but does it matter because it's a repost? It's a natural one. It's a fumble. It's an attack roll. Fuck. Hell yeah. Well, great. That's a fumble on Isla's part. Oh. Great, everyone. Mm, please don't make me blind again. Please don't make me blind again, please. Bonk, you are stunned for one round. Fortitude negates. So go ahead and roll a fortitude save for me. Come on. 23? That is exactly the DC. Oh, hell yeah. DC is equal to AC of the creature. Okay. Second attack. Would you like to repost or parry? Yeah, yeah go ahead. Good luck. No, it's a 16. Nope. Um, okay, and the other one over here is going to make a full attack on Salai. 18. Does not hit. Okay, real low. Second... That is a 27. That hits. 14 points of slashing damage. You got it. These other guards. Mm. These guys are going to move all trying to surround Orin as best they can. And they're all going to make full attacks. Mm. All right, let's start at the right-hand side. First attack. Would you like to parry? Uh, No, but I will do a stone shield. Okay. First one. This one is flanking. And because they have outflank, it's a plus four, not a plus two, which is cool. Wish I would have had that earlier. Probably would have hit a couple more times, but that's fine. First attack. That's cocked. That's better. Um, that is a 34. Does not hit. Woo! Don't you have normally have an AC 32 and then plus a stone shield? I did, but I took the blessing of fervor that gives me plus two to AC last turn. Okay. Oh my god. Oh my god. Hey, yo. And then I took yes. the stone right. shield, which is another plus four. Hell yes! Okay, second attack. Uh, that does hit the stone shield, though, if you want to roll damage against okay. that. Okay. Maximum damage. That's uh, 16 points of damage to it. All right. So it has hardness eight. So eight goes through. Uh, Keep track of that. I am. I know how many hit points it has left. Okay. The next one is uh, not going to hit. It's in the 20s. Okay. So next one, full attack. Any parries? Nope. Stone shield still up. You're correct. First attack. And they're not flanking. Uh, that's going to be a miss. Second attack. Um, Also a miss. <sighs> oh, real low. Third one. Uh, 30. No. That's a critical threat. Oh. That is a 33 to hit. Does this get affected by Stone Shield? This is on the line here, depending. It's your rolling. Because it's on the opposite side of Orin. Okay. I need to remember to start asking you which side of the square we're putting it on, because it kind of matters. Yeah, I just assumed I put it between me and the first person that attacked. That person's diagonal from you. Oh. So we had to pick one, and it kind of affects here. Um... Yeah, I'll give you the stone shield uh, for it, so it's a miss, right? Yeah. God fucking damn it. Uh, okay, maximum damage again. 16 points of uh, slashing damage to the stone shield. The stone shield is destroyed. Okay, cool. So there's two more dudes making full attacks. Let's go the next guy to your left. Would you like to parry? Mm, is he flanking? Uh, no. No. It was so close to a natural 20. I'm so mad. It rolled onto a natural 20. It looked at me. It winked at me and rolled over to an eight. <laughs> Arg. Uh, no, so it's 23, so no way. So second attack. No, even lower. Um, Jesus Christ. Like Six on the die. All right. Um, last guy, last two attacks. The flanking dude. Uh, flanking. Would you like to parry? Yeah, I'll parry. Okay. Ooh, maybe not. 23? That's a 39. Oh. What? With a natural 20. Oh, Damn. my God, he hit. He's a plus 19 right now because of the extra bonus. Nice. Damn. Damn. So plus 19 to confirm. 17 on the die. Oh, shit. 
That is... Maybe, maybe. 17 plus 19 is 36. AC 34. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a confirmed critical. He's not you really named... You going in the first half, not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> I love that meme. <laughs> okay. Ooh, max on the damage, 32 uh, points of damage. Oh my gosh. Damn. Damn. Oof. And he's still got a second attack. Mm-mm. Would you like to parry? I'm not going to parry. It just did the same thing. It went to a 20, looked right at me, and went, nope. Eight. Bullshit. <laughs> so yeah, 18. That is a miss. So with that, one of these guys is going to have to roll a reflex save to not fall into the pit at the end of the turn. Both of them, actually. Because I'm right on the edge. I'm going to have to roll two. Oh, no. Oh, Warren. Oh, no. Um, That's a 21 and a 13. What's the DC? 13 falls in. Um, so you got to roll yeah. some damage for that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead and roll the 4d6 for bludgeoning and the 2d6 for piercing. Yeah. 17 damage. Welcome yeah. to the pit. He's still up. Go ahead and roll a d6 for the guy that's already in there. Five points of damage. Okay. He tries to stand up and climb. Tries to climb, fails horribly, falls. So immediately, oh. just, immediately just like <laughs> scrapes his arm against the spike. Oh. So um, that's yes. the end of the guard's turn. It's Percy's turn. Uh, Percy will take a five foot step back because he was currently peering uh, outside of the alley looking for his friends. So he takes a five foot step back and uh, puts his back against the wall. So he kind of looks inconspicuous because he knows the potion's about to run out. That's it. Okay. Salai, you're up. Salai is going to use dimensional hop. Okay. And I'm going to get just diagonal from the guard that is on the corner of... Yeah, basically, if uh, if you had a weapon, you and Orin would be flanking this guard. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Move action. Well, um, okay. Well, I'm going to cast uh, inflict serious wounds on that guard. Oof. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Would you like to cast defensively because they threaten you? Yeah. What's the spell level? Third level spell. Okay. So it's a DC 21. Go ahead and roll. It's you have plus 15. I do it. Cool. Great. Woo! You are good on the concentration. Uh, cast defensively. So you cast the spell. Go ahead and make a melee touch attack. It's going to be a plus eight to touch AC. Plus the, the what's your blessing? Did you take the same one? Did I didn't change it. So. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's a plus 10. Fuck yeah. 18. Yeah, that hits. Hell yeah. Touch okay. attack. Yeah, yeah. Good shit. Fuck yeah. Ooh, that was a good roll. Good shit, too. Um, 25. 25, okay. Wow, fuck. That one's gone. No shit. shit. Yes. That, is it the first time you've killed someone on the pod? It oh is. Oh. <laughs> it is, yeah. That's amazing. And also, right. like, what's the serious wounds thing look like, Josh? Like in... Uh, the- well, it's, it's a necrotic thing, so basically, like, the person... You watch as these, like, splintering wounds move up their body and this, like, blackened, like, inky kind of nastiness shows up on their skin. Lesions. Pretty terrible. Black veins. Yeah. It looks like the wound uh, when Frodo gets stabbed by the Morgul blade. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like that. The blackened, nasty, like, festering thing. Yeah. All right. End of that turn. Orin, you're up. Orin's going to take a five-foot step uh, to get closer to Salai. So if that person moves. Away from the pit. 
away from okay. the pit. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Nice. Good nice. deal. Good deal. And then going to take the plus two again to the attack and AC and all that stuff and make two power attacks at the red-headed vixen. Ooh. I mean, it's just the mini, but sure, it's another mercenary in armor. <laughs> red-headed vixen. You They're... wouldn't know if they have long red hair or not. We want the red Oh, she does, and she's a vixen. Uh, it's a 20 to hit. That's a miss. All right, second attack. That's even lower. <laughs> well, you tried. Both well. misses. God damn. A, it is your turn, bottom of round four. Okay, A will stay where she's at, and she will reach out her hands and cut the air and cast slow on all three of the people that are near Orin. Oh, shit. Right. And whoever is in the pit, if it reaches down, I'm not sure it will because it's they have to be in 30 feet of each yeah, other. Yeah, they'd be, they'd be out. They have to be in yeah, 30 yeah, feet. They're okay. 40 feet down. So. Okay, cool. So I'll just do the three that are there. Okay. Is that a, what kind of save is that? I believe it's a will. How many people can you affect? Um, Per level. One creature per level. Yeah. So you can affect the two people by Isla's or yeah, by Isla. within 30 feet. Will they, will that reach? Yeah. Okay. Well, then I'll hit as many people as I can. Yeah, so. you can get you can get five of them. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, right. we'll go well, from the back yeah. to the front. Shit, thank you, Foz. That's um, cool. Yeah. That's a 20. Fuck, barely. Yeah. Okay, saves on the back mm-hmm. one. I don't have good bonuses. No, 13, fail. Uh, natural 20. Bastard. Success. Bastard. Uh, we'll do the ones next to Isla now. Um, that's a 20. Another, another wow. 15 on the die. for them. And then 16 on the die. 21. Damn. Wow. Josh. Rolling rocks wow. right now, man. Shit. You're like, good for them. Yeah. yeah wow. Good right. for you. I rolled 15, 8, natural 20, 15, 16. Well, at least one of them. That's pretty good. Yeah. And I guess for a move, I'll just kind of move like 10 feet over to my left. All right. That is the end of round four. Damn. At the start of this round, you guys begin to hear the creaking of the house behind you. You guys have been fighting and not realizing that the entirety of the Talamazar estate has gone completely up in flames. There is a huge plume of smoke that Percy, if you peer out, you can see right where it is. Oh, shit. Huge pillar of smoke engulfing the entirety of this mansion. You guys begin to hear... And you watch as the top of the mansion begins to cave in and plummet downwards. The flames just racing upwards. You guys see... Almost the entirety of the mansion just come in and cave in <gasps> around the backside. You can still see the entryway partially intact and moving out of the flames, kicking the door open, is one of the mercenaries holding a blade to Tyrus's throat. He is now surrounded by allies over here now that Salai is gone. He's dragging Tyros out by the hair, this long sword at his throat, and walks out to you all. Stop or the rat fuck dies. See you guys in episode 28. Oh, no! shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, Good no. Lord.
that depends. Are you interested in it? <laughs> 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 are you interested in it? <laughs> Ours are hard. <laughs>